0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Bee with Richard Holdridge. Happy Tuesday to everybody. We have a lot to cover on this show, so stick around. In this episode, we had a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Buffalo Bills 26-17 to with the running game of Clyde Edwards-Alaire he rushed for 161 yards, Patrick Mahomes threw two touchdown passes, and Buffalo has lost two straight. We also have Kyler Murray running all over the Cowboys defense, pushing the Cardinals to 4-2. Dallas drops to 2-4, and four, and they're still in first place in the NFC East. We also have Game 1 of the 2020 World Series in Arlington, Texas tonight as the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tyler Glasnow will go up against Clayton Kershaw. And I will discuss my top five NFL teams. First off, the Kansas City Chiefs go on the road to Buffalo. Remember, this game was supposed to be played last Thursday night. It got moved to yesterday. It started at 5 o'clock. So if you're getting off work, you could tune into a football game. It was actually kind of cool. Patrick Mahomes was having a hard time trying to get his favorite target, Tyreek Hill. He only had... 30 yards, three catches for 30 yards. Demarcus Robinson was the leading receiver. Travis Kelsey caught two touchdown passes. But going on the road, taking on one of the best defenses in the league, the Chiefs bounced back after that loss to the Raiders. And Patrick Mahomes trying to prove that the Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC. And the Buffalo Bills have lost two straight. After losing to the Titans last week on a Tuesday night game and then on Monday night. So they're playing off a short week. This schedule due to COVID has messed up the Bills' schedule and starting 4-0 and then losing two straight. Are the Bills reeling? Are they still a great team? Things get a little bit easier next week as they will travel to New Jersey to take on the winless Jets. So the Bills should be able to bounce back, and they're still a good team. Just taking on the Super Bowl champs, that's a hard task to accomplish. I was impressed with the running game of the Kansas City Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with over 160 yards. I didn't do so well on my fantasy team. I had Tyreek Hill. All he needed to give me was about 15 to 20 points and I would have won my game and he did not show up. That's why I was very interested in watching that game because I was rooting for Tyreek Hill to get some catches and some touchdowns and I lost my fantasy game because of it. Ah, But it's neither here nor there. It's just fantasy football. That's what's so great about the National Football League. You can watch a meaningless game and still watch it all the way up until the fourth quarter because you're rooting for one of your fantasy players it's a genius marketing move the Arizona Cardinals went into Dallas and led by Kyler Murray's two touchdowns they defeat the Dallas Cowboys 38 to 10 last night and Kenyon Drake rushed for 164 yards and had two touchdowns Christian Kirk also had two scores. The game turned for the Cowboys when Ezekiel Elliott fumbled a couple of times. They missed a field goal. They had two interceptions. The Cowboys had four turnovers in this game. The Cardinals capitalized, and it was downhill from there. The narrative is that they're missing Dak Prescott, but there was really nothing that Andy Dalton can do. When you have the best corner in football, Patrick Peterson, locked down on your best receiver, and the Cowboys could not get out of their own way, and with the self-inflicting wounds of four turnovers, the Cardinals trying to get the momentum, and they get the huge road victory. They're now 4-2. and two. They will take on the Seattle Seahawks at home next week in a monster showdown in the NFC West. That should be a very interesting game because Kyler Murray has found his rhythm. I feel the Cardinals have found their identity as a football team, and Kyler Murray is a very special player. I would like to see more passes in the pocket. Kyler Murray is reminding me of a younger Russell Wilson in his first couple of years in the league where Seattle relied heavily on their defense and the run game of Mike marshawn lynch is kenyon drake that possible player is the cardinals defense capable of shutting down a team well they are banged up without chandler jones he's gone for the season but isaiah simmons the promising rookie out of clemson could anchor this defense for the cardinals four and two they're off to a great start in the nfc west and in my mind the cardinals are a playoff team the cowboys at two and four actually are still in first place in the nfc east the schedule gets a little bit easier for them. I mean, of course, when you're playing all the teams in your division and you're and you have a better record than them, of course, the schedule is going to get easier for them. They will travel to Washington next week to take on the Washington football team, and after that, they will travel to Philly to take on the Eagles. That could be the game that could decide the NFC East early in the season, and that will be an NFC East showdown. The Eagles have shown some promise, and those two teams are the best teams in the NFC East, but both have losing records. Tonight, game one of the 2020 2020- World Series. It is going to be at the Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. The Los Angeles Dodgers who had the best record in the National League going up against the Tampa Bay Rays who had the best record in the American League. It's strength on strength. You have Tampa Bay with Tyler Glasnow taking the mound and Clayton Kershaw taking the mound for the Dodgers. A lot of experts picking the Dodgers in this series. I think the Dodgers are going to win it in six games. Tampa Bay does have some good pitching that can match up with the Dodgers. The one thing that's interesting about tampa bay is the rising star ala Marenza. he had six home runs in the postseason and is Corey seager for the dodgers gonna get the hot bat he hit five home runs in the postseason and all around this lineup the los angeles dodgers have players this is the lesson that the braves learned the hard way is one swing in the bat and the dodgers have players that can completely turn a series around turn a game around in their favor and they are just feeding off of that. Cody Bellinger, still MVP. The addition of Mookie Betts, he has made some great plays in the outfield, but he has not had that clutch base hit to give the Dodgers a lead in a series. And the Dodgers acquiring him in the trade from Boston gave up a lot to get him. I would have liked to see Mookie Betts become more of the player that they want him to play, but he's still playing great. He's robbed several home runs in some of the baseball series is so it should be an interesting series and I'm looking forward to it. On the injury front, bad news for the San Francisco 49ers is Raheem Mostert will go on the injured reserve list. He will miss the next three weeks, and that is going to be key because he is their best running back. It might not allow Kyle Shanahan to do what he wants to do in the run game. When he's healthy and he's utilized, Raheem Mostert is one of the best running backs in the league, but he's not a featured back. Shanahan ran him a little too much, and he got injured again. Not having Tevin Coleman out there, Jarek McKinnon is not the same player he was a couple years ago. The 49ers may have to rely on their rookie running back out of Baylor, Jamichael Hasty, But I'm looking forward to this game this week as the 49ers will take on the New England Patriots in Foxborough. It's Kyle Shanahan going up against Bill Belichick. It's Jimmy Garoppolo going up against his former team. What kind of game plan is Belichick going to have for Jimmy G? He practically knows everything about him. He wanted Jimmy G to succeed. That's why he traded him to the 49ers for a second-round pick. How will the Patriots stop George Kittle? And why can't the 49ers use their talented wide receivers more on the edge? Kyle Shanahan does a lot of bubble screens they do a lot of running plays but those are two vertical wide receivers that the 49ers are going to have to rely on as the schedule gets tougher they're going to have to rely on the vertical passing is jimmy garoppolo capable of sitting back in the pocket and throwing darts to either debo samuel or brandon Ayuk? kendrick Bourne is a great third down wide receiver and I'd like to see them utilize Trent Taylor more as well. All right, it's time for my top five NFL teams in the league. This is according to me, just basically after week six, just observing what I've seen so far. And there's no competition, especially after the Packers lost. The new number one team, they had a buy. The new number one team is the Seattle Seahawks yes they do have flaws they don't have much of a pass rush i think next week when they take on the arizona cardinals it's going to be a shootout and russell wilson has proven that he is special and dk metcalf has stepped up and become one of the top receivers in the league i got seattle at one number two is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they're doing it with Ben Roethlisberger not making any mistakes. James Conner running the football. You have Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, the talented rookie out of Notre Dame. But their front seven is ferocious, led by T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree. In the back end, in the secondary, you have Joe Hayden, a talented corner. You have Mika Fitzpatrick. You have the Steelers team that missed the playoffs last year. And Big Ben coming back healthy trying to prove that he is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Quietly the Steelers are at 5 and 0 and you ask well who you ask who have they played? Well they played a 4 and 1 Browns team and they beat them pretty bad. But they will be tested next week as they will take on the 5 and 0 Titans. And that is my other team, the Tennessee Titans number 3. They are five and zero. We're gonna have the Titans taking on the Steelers next week. That is gonna be the game of the week. I cannot wait for that game. The Titans are doing it with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, a sufficient quarterback. He's trying to prove that he is a top tier quarterback. They're gonna be without Taylor Lewan, their talented offensive tackle. He is out for the season. That is going to be a weakness, but the Titans defense, led by Jadavian Clowney, is very special. they're doing it with great coaching. Mike Vrabel should be coach of the year, and we'll see how it goes when they take on the Steelers next week. My number four team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Still the Super Bowl champs, still have a great team. They had the one loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, and they're still trying to prove that they're the best team in the AFC, and Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to get better. He's got a running back now with Clyde edwards Alaire. And they also picked up Le'Veon Bell. That is gonna be a very scary offense. And their defense is continuing to be solid. So when you have a solid defense and you have a very talented offense, that is a dangerous weapon to have. And the Chiefs are still very good. Now it was hard, I it was very hard to pick the next team in my top five because you have the Baltimore Ravens who are still great after losing to the Chiefs. They're 4-1. and one. And then you have the Green Bay Packers that lost to the Buccaneers. The Packers got exposed. That's why I'm taking them out of my top five, and I'm going to put the Baltimore Ravens in there. 4-1. and one. Lamar Jackson, still very special. Still questionable, like, if another team gets a lead, I don't trust Lamar Jackson sitting back in the pocket and throwing to wide receivers. They don't really have much of a vertical threat. Hollywood Brown is spotty at times. He can be inconsistent. Mark Andrews is a very good tight end. But the Ravens rely on Lamar Jackson just running the football and just being that special player that he is. And they're very well coached, very well buttoned up. They get into situational football. They do very good that is my top five nfl teams and of course it's going to change from now and then but we have a big week of college football and i know that it it can't top last weekend surprisingly we do have a but of course here in georgia we talk about the sec so i'm just going to preview some of the sec games and we don't really have much on the slate we have auburn taking on Ole miss Both teams had disappointing losses. Auburn lost to South Carolina. Ole Miss lost to Arkansas. Auburn is favored by three. Something's got to give. That Lane Kiffin offense can be inconsistent with some turnovers. Auburn, Bo Nix has got to bounce back and have a better game. Georgia is on a bye next week. The team that they will face next... Will take on the Missouri Tigers and the University of Kentucky. Kentucky is two and two, Missouri is one and two. And then you also have South Carolina gonna take on LSU, that is one and two. And LSU has had a disappointing season so far. They would have been one and three because I feel they would have lost to Florida, but that game was canceled due to COVID. And the big game is the CBS game, the 330 game. Alabama taking on Tennessee in Knoxville. And Alabama has proven that they are the best team in all of college football. Alabama has proven that they're one of the best teams in all of college football. And Tennessee got exposed losing to Kentucky last week. So we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to college football. And I'm hoping that everybody has a great day. Want to thank everybody that has listened to my podcast don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook page and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day everybody. You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by JD Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.